Welcome to CWDW Near Far Podcast, where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 to 1,000 miles away. I am Mike, the foreignist equation. And I'm John, about 10 miles away. All right, today we are going to have part two of our transportation discussion. But before that, John, how was your week in the parks? Okay, I last Saturday after the podcast... I uh, headed to the Magic Kingdom. I went there for a couple of reasons. There were some more 50th statues that I didn't see yet, which at this point I've given up on because every day there's more. So I, I just keep going back and looking for them. And, but anyway, and I also saw that the Polynesian Resort's entry was redone and, you know, the construction walls were actually down in the monorail station. So I went and I took some picture and video of that. And it looks surprisingly very much like it used to, except now the landscaping is not mature because they just planted everything. So it looks like they ripped everything out and put it all back in very similarly to what it was. And it's not completely done yet, but, you know, it's like 95% done. There's still a few things to plant. The torches weren't working, you know, little things like that. And the monorail station, I mean, I think it looks more, well, it's the new Disney thing. It looks more concrete than ever, you know. It looks like mm. it could be the Polynesian or it could be the prison monorail stop. We don't know. <laughs> it's all, it all looks the same. Well, I saw your pictures there, John, and um, I noticed that you zoomed in on something right up against the building at one point oh, in your video. What was going on there? In the gift shop, and if anybody wants to look, it's in my uh, IGTV stuff. In the gift shop, I always thought it was cool. There is a, uh, a tiki inside looking out the window, and then mm -hmm. there was an, or no, hiding inside the, by the cash register in the gift shop and then the guy outside is peeking through the window and you know like they're playing like hide and go seek one outside one inside and it's still covered up from the window but it looks like they're not getting rid of them now so oh, it's good. not completely finished at least i hope they don't get rid of them i always thought that was so cool because yeah, day day or night you look out and you see a tiki outside the window you know it's just cool little effect that hopefully they keep yeah, cool i i wanted to say I, I thought it looked pretty good the the video footage that you had of it um of what they did i mean like you said it looked very similar to what they had there before almost exactly the same so i mean in in essence i sort of think that's a good thing so maybe they just uh maybe they just needed to shut it down because of the construction or whatever i don't know I, but yeah I don't know any details. I'm sure there's people out there that know every detail about it. But as a regular guy, I assume, I just assume that they needed to replace the monorail station and that stuff was underneath. So they needed, you know, reinforcements and everything. So they just had to rip the whole thing up to make a new monorail station. Yeah. So that's my guess because they didn't do enough to make it you know let's rip let's tear, tear it out and they'll just put the same thing back in so yeah okay. although you never know yeah the, i at, le at least i didn't pay those designers or it would have just been a blank paved thing yeah. with like a there'd be a picture of uh, tiki on the wall to, <laughs> to remember what it used to look like or moana or something you know, oh yeah maybe. never mind moana you're right <laughs> 
Tiki, the 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 cool tiki things would be buried in the dirt out there. Yeah. In the <laughs> but anyway, I I went on to Magic Kingdom. Um, I I went up and took the uh, monorail to the Magic Kingdom from the Polynesian. I walked there from the parking lot. I only went on one ride, and that was Small World. Mm. And it was actually kind of crowded at the Magic Kingdom for Saturday, which is odd. But, you know, I, I, I went and found more of the, they added some more statues. They had uh, the Cheshire Cat, the uh, the guy who's late for the tea from uh, Alice in oh, yeah, Wonderland. Mad, Mad Hatter? Or yeah, the, the, Mad the rabbit? Was it the rabbit or the Mad Hatter? It's the Mad Hatter. Yeah, okay, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, and he's not late. He just likes tea. And <laughs> you can tell how not into Disney stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, Pinocchio was there, Cogsworth and Lumiere. That was pretty cool. Um, I, f- I, I, and then, like I said, I went on the uh, Small World mainly just for air conditioning because the lines are a little longer than they have been lately. And you know, then when I got off, I met a friend at uh, Columbia Harbor House. It had a lot of seafood options and stuff, and I don't really eat that, so I just ended up getting chicken fingers and hush puppies. Just to get something small and i do like it in there it's so old looking and stuff and then they gave us a uh, they the upstairs was open so i ate up there and you could look out the window and see all the people coming and go in the haunted mansion line you can see and then one of the cast members actually led us into an open area which i thought was really cool i got to wander around and look out all the windows and all that um, so I thought that was a interesting uh, addition to it. I'm gonna see if it actually sends, but I did a, I did a video that I didn't post yet. I just sent it to you, but I thought it was pretty cool to walk around up there and look out all the windows while nobody was up there. And it's nice to get a little bit of a magical thing from a cast member again. It feels like forever. Yeah, right. And I'm just starting to have some interactions with them where it's been. They're still mostly just talking to each other, you know, but you know, it, it, it's starting to get a little bit better. Man, that's really neat. It's, it's so cool looking out that portal window up there. I, I, I've been up there before and, uh, you know, in that it's just sort of really cool. What a great view. I just hope Bob Chapek never knows what's up there because <laughs> with all those old time decorations and stuff, he'll say, let's paint the walls gray and get rid of everything and well like, either that or i'll charge more for going up there you know yeah stair <laughs> charge yeah <laughs> so then the next thing i did was look for abu the monkey he was he has a, a special 50th anniversary statue too and uh you know i i looked and i looked and i looked eventually i spotted him he was on he's on the Adventureland sign as you go into Adventureland all the way to the right Hmm. So he's a interesting one to find too. And as far as Saturday goes, I walked all the way back to the Polynesian again and took a few pictures and then um, went home for the night. Or did I? Yep, that's what I did. And I'm looking. Oh, never mind. That was Thursday. All right. My own pictures confused me. All right. So uh, that that was Saturday. On Sunday, I headed over to. Um, Universal Studios for Halloween Horror Nights. Excited and to hear about this. I was able to do about six houses, and not that I couldn't do all of them. I, I have Express Pass, but 
by the time it was about 10 of 9, my wife and I were like, oh, it's getting late. We better get out of here. <laughs> so <laughs> we, uh, we started heading out pretty early, you know. So, and what, that's what why time did you start the first house, though? You know, probably only like seven, something, uh, something okay. like that. Like, it didn't take long. With the express passes, I don't, we don't have to wait very long. I timed a few of them, and it was only a matter of a few minutes. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, we, we, we went on, uh, so far, the first one we did was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That was good. Um, I, 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 I was having a bit of bad luck, though. I kept getting the kind of people in front of me who slow down a lot and then after the scare they kind of run and then as somebody who just likes to walk slow and steady through the whole house the attendant comes out and waves me through going go 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 and i'm like darn it i i am not getting any of the scares because of the go 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 in front of the scared people in front of me and i'm like ah it's killing me so I, i heard that house is really good my walkthrough of it wasn't that great because I kept finding myself in a position of being hurried through, and then I would hear behind me when the good stuff is happening and go, oh, man, it happened yeah. in front of me, and it happened behind me, and I did, it didn't happen to me. So yeah. and so the next one I went on was uh, Scary, or no, uh, The Tooth Fairy, mm-hmm. which was there last year, and my daughter is actually in that one this year. Oh. Uh, she did decide, though, she's going back to Volcano Bay, she found it difficult to juggle her super late nights with her school schedule, which oh. I guess her initial thing was, oh, I can do it. And now that she's doing it, she's like, it's really hard to get any consistent sleep pattern going when you're out late, up early for school on one that day and not the next. And it's just, and she's allowed to do that because she's full time. So they don't, they don't mind. But anyway, she's going to be there a few more days or no, probably this coming week yet but anyway what else did we do um i did notice that uh, the crepe stand that i loved there there was it was open and there was no line at all because i think people don't think of that you know at night so i was able to go get a brisket crepe which was really good and then we went back we went through some of the scare zones um i don't really even know the names of them I'm sure I'll learn them eventually, but we we walked back and we did Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. which I thought was really good. It's not scary, but you know it's well done, fun to go through, and the haunting of Hill House, which was really good. I'm rewatching it right now, so mm. I found that to be the scariest one, just because I'm rewatching it and I hear like the little kids talking to each other, and you walk right past like the dumb waiter that the one kid went down. Oh and yeah, monster in the basement, and you can just yeah. hear him talking, and all of a sudden you're in the basement, and you it's oh. like it's really good. So wow. that I really did enjoy. And what else did I do? I'm trying to think what other houses I oh I did the icons house. Which oh, yeah. is interesting, but it's basically all the icons from the past 30 years. And I have never, I've only started going in 2017 where there was no icons from 2017 until now. So I'm not that familiar with any of them, but still a good house though. It really doesn't matter, you know, it, like it, it, you don't need to know everything to do it. And I sh- the, another house that we did is called Case Files. And I don't even know what it's based on. Like it's based on some wacky show or cartoon. 
something. I don't know. I thought it was supposed to be like a like original IP, wasn't it? Uh, I I yeah, don't know. Maybe. Well, either way, it was it, it it I I really did enjoy that house. For that one, a lot of the scares hit right on me, so I enjoyed mm-hmm. it very much. But uh, what I'm talking about with getting it is you know with hit and miss with scares. That's part of the reason that I like to. I like to do it more than once because you might, I like last, uh, I shouldn't say last year, but HHN 29 are like the us house. A few times I went through it and it was just perfect. And a couple times I went through it, it was terrible. It was like, Mm. nothing's going on. I missed all the scares, but when you hit it just right, man, it was good. So it was one of those deals. So anyway, that's my partial small uh, HHN thing. I'm gonna go on more. My daughter is telling me how cool uh, Wicked Growth is. It's like Pumpkin House, and uh, the the puppet one is supposed to be real good. The puppet theater. I didn't do that yet, and so I think I have like four more houses I need to do, and I'm gonna redo the ones I already did too, and try to get a better feel for them. But I basically just spent a couple hours trying to get through whatever I could. Hmm. But like I said, I'm old and I don't like being out late. And I hurried home, you know, after that handful of houses. And then the the next day, what was that? Was that Monday? Yeah, Monday. We decided to uh, go to the Animal Kingdom. Just it, it closed at seven. But like I said before, that tends to be some of the best times to go. So we got there around uh, a little before five, walked right on to Everest, hmm. and then we were meeting my daughter there. So she, we had to wait for her, which was killing me. It's like, I remember thinking 25% of my time was spent waiting when I'm only there for two hours. That's not good. But anyway, we walked over, walked right on Flight of Passage. No wait. Um, then we walked over and went on uh, Navi River Journey with no weight and then we went over and went on dinosaur with no weight and then we went and went on everest one more time because that this time my daughter and her boyfriend were with us and once again there was no weight so mm. animal kingdom was absolutely empty on a monday a couple hours before close so i don't know if that means anything to anybody but if you're going to be there anytime soon i know it's not the late park or anything, but my goodness, can I've already waited longer for Flight of Passage than I did my entire trip. <laughs> and I was there <laughs> and wrote everything. So I, I can just tell you, when they start telling me I got to give them like 20 bucks to ride that with Genie, I'm going to be like, oh, man, you know, <laughs> I've already walked on that and could have yeah. walked around and done it all the times I want. Why would I pay for that? You know? but, I agree. So... But that's what I did. And then we got caught in the rain and ended up at Rainforest Cafe, stuck in the gift shop for like 30 minutes while the rain was just pouring and pouring. Mm. And that was Monday. And then what day is today? Thursday, right? Yeah. yeah. So on Tuesday, I didn't do anything. Um, I don't think. Nope. And then on Wednesday, which was yesterday, I was thinking to myself I had a half a day off of work because I had a dentist appointment and the new system they have 
only allows me to take half days. So I'm like, the dentist took about an hour and 20 minutes. And I'm like, they owe me more time than that. I'm cutting out early. So <laughs> I left at like 2.30. And they... It, yeah, I, I told my boss about it today. He didn't. He said that sounds fair. Yeah. So anyway, um, and and what I did was I was like, oh, I didn't get the orange bird, and so I went all the way back to Magic Kingdom again. <laughs> I walked all the way there, and I was soaked in sweat. And I and I and I I, I was gonna say there were three cast members talking to each other, at. Uh, at Aladdin's magic carpets and you know I'm wandering around looking I'm like I'm gonna ask these guys I went up and asked and one of the cast members was nice enough to say I'll show you where where it is and she walked out and led me right to it and I was like man two interactions with cast members within a few days that is a record because they have not been interacting or helping much since reopening maybe because of all the conflicts with masks or something but whatever the reason is it's been a weird thing that they're not as friendly and outgoing and talkative as they used to be so i was very happy that she did that i thought that was awesome i found the orange bird i did take a few more pictures of the polynesian while i was walking by just because it, it was cloudy the first day I saw it. So I got some sunny pictures of it and stuff now. And what else did I get? I made sure to take a picture. They put 50s on the on the entry sign, too. Mm. And then before I left, too, like I left around 2.30. I was like, oh, no. I saw all every vlogger in the world posting the Epcot Creations shop. And I'm like, oh, yeah. damn it. I didn't even think of that because I'm... <laughs> I'm kind of absent-minded, like I'm sure everyone had it on their calendar, and I'm. And then I thought to myself, that's why Epcot was not available today. Every mm-hmm. every vlogger in the world was <laughs> quick signed up to go <laughs> so they can. And and anyway, I was going to Magic Kingdom anyway because I just wanted to get a couple more shots, and I'm there for exercise too. So I, the long walk was welcome for me. So, but I did jump on the monorail and I double monorailed it over to Epcot. So I'm like, I'm as well. I wasn't really going to go for the creation shop because I talked to, you know, somebody else that I knew that that was there and they, and I, and they showed me the pictures and I was like, oh, I don't even need to go for that. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I really don't. It's like, but then I started seeing, uh, I started seeing the uh, statues at Epcot pop up, and I was like, oh, no, I see Figment. I saw a uh, uh, Rocket Raccoon and Groot. I saw uh, uh, whatever those animals are in Moana. My wife knew their oh, names. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, oh, I don't know. Pig and chicken thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, I saw I Miguel and Dante, at least. And uh, who's the other one? Uh, the uh, the uh, lizard entangled was at the bottom of uh, Pascal is his name. Yeah. So I do know some. So uh, Olaf was there too. I yeah. saw I, I saw in your in your um, Google pictures that uh, you know I get an alert when you post something and I looked on there when you put stuff on there and I looked on there and saw that because I was expecting to see some horror nights and then all of a sudden I see Creation <laughs> Shop and I'm like. <laughs> Ah, he's turning into one of those vloggers, huh? I know. I can't help it. I was already, I already got Mad- Magic Kingdom, and I'm like, and I got out of work early, and I'm like, ah, I could, I could just go over and get that quick. So, 
I did see a statue. I thought it was great that you posted a statue. That Rocket and Groot one looks really great. Uh, I'm really impressed by that. I, I thought it looked good. Yeah, and somebody had mentioned that Disney posted, I don't know if it was yesterday or today, something about National Hispanic Appreciation or Recognition Day or something like that, which I find all that stuff dumb. But I did happen to post Dante and Miguel just because it had the best sunshine in the picture. I was Mm. looking for something sunny, and I'm like, man, the sun is just bursting in this one. So who knows? Maybe that's a... Maybe uh, that was a good thing. I don't post for any national anything days, but it, yeah. it, they, they are cool, though. The, the statues are very cool, and I like their placement, like I said. I yeah. love the sun and the placement and the flowers around them and the blue sky overhead. Like they, They've got a great placement there. Yeah, I didn't think I would be all that impressed by the statues, but I think they look really good, actually. I, I mean, not all of them. Some of them look just plain, you know, ho-hum, but those ones at Epcot, I was very impressed by. Um, and some of the ones even at Magic Kingdom, I really, yeah. really like. Now I see there's some up at Animal Kingdom, and then there's some up at uh, Hollywood Studios now, and it's like, I'm I'm going to... to key west this week <laughs> like yeah. i don't i'm not it doesn't even matter at this point anyway everybody in the world has put up every picture and i that always bothers me that they do that as you can see from my google feed i have every picture yeah but i don't want to just put everything out and say here's everything you could ever want to see in one post now you can just turn off that disney stuff and no. go home it's like i want to just show you one at a time so you can appreciate it one here one there find a good one like not just there's people out there that are like i'm the first i got them yeah all. It's like, i know you're right as you can tell from mine i could easily do that i could have spoiled everything at epcot for you in one swoop and it's been like and that's all you need it's like yeah. but why would i do that i'm glad you didn't honestly i think that's the right way to go there are other bloggers like alternative bloggers that kind of complain about the fact that people do that you know i i think you're the way you do things is is a lot better this is 18 months of a celebration i mean it doesn't even start for another two weeks anyway and since i post at least a couple times a day i have a feeling you'll see all of them on my feet eventually but yeah be the first though I didn't right. have to be the first every darn time. Exactly, exactly. But I, I think what you're doing is really great. So. Yeah, I'm going to. And that that's why I said, too, I, I was like, should I go to Animal Kingdom today and get the other ones? I was like, I've been there every day lately. I'm leaving tomorrow for Key West. I don't, I'm like, nah, I'm going to. And then it started pouring rain for like an hour straight. And I'm like, yeah, definitely not. And at this point, nobody cares if I have a picture of a statue first or not anyway so i'm not worried about it what'd you think of the creation shop oh i forgot that it was even there that ought to tell you what (laughs) i think (laughs) have you ever been to disney's uh, what is it world of disney yeah yeah. well imagine they took world of disney and just put some of it in a building at epcot and then you know you could close your eyes and think am i at macy's or yeah Yes, no. you could be. <laughs> that's <laughs> or no. That's, honestly, it doesn't really feel like Macy's. It does feel like a Target. Thing. Yeah, like it feels I figured. just like the Target section of Disney that you see online. And I didn't even bother to go into Club Cool because there were the entire line was filled with vloggers wow. talking to their camera, dancing, jumping up and down. And I'm like, 
this is just ridiculous. I really don't even care that much. I really don't. Like, if I did it, it'd be like one of 90 people who go through and look at all the flavors and this and that. And I'm like, Club Cool exists. That's all you need to know. If you go to D- Disney, take a look in there. I I don't think I'd watch anybody vlog from inside Club Cool. I just, yeah, just don't I wouldn't. much. It's fun if you're there, but I'm not waiting in line to do that. But anyway, from looking at Club Cool and the uh, and the uh, creation shop they look exactly like a high-end new york city style storefront which i've been to new york city many many yeah, times and that's too. what the nicer ones look like now that's exactly what they look like inside and out that's or not really in, inside it looks like a target slash macy's mm-hmm. but outside it looks like a new york city storefront and they they are nice in new york city but i don't I don't see the point in having it at Epcot, but I can say though, at least the 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 original building shape is still there, and mm-hmm. I like that. Like I was outside and I took a picture of Spaceship Earth at the angle where you could see the building, and I'm like, that I like. Um, inside, there's mannequins around, you know, with all their Disney clothes on, and like I said, Macy's. Like I remember when I was a kid. Looking up at the mannequins the same way, I saw uh, you know everybody repost everything that that Zach what's his name posts about how great everything is that Imagineering does. That this time they made a handful of Mickey art and then they stuck it like 20 feet up on the ceiling where you can't actually see it near the cash registers. It's like way up, and I was like, oh yeah, there there it is. You can kind of see it from a distance. And then there's two murals with Mickey painted on them. And besides that, you wouldn't even know you're at Disney besides the merchandise. So I I found it forgettable. Again, these people that ruined all the other stuff at Disney, they're still on the payroll. And they're going to make you forget everything. They're going to be uninspired and forgettable. And Yeah, it, it looked almost like sterile, like it was a scrubbed down sterile uh design or something by the you know just from what i saw and and also i will say some people some of the other vloggers you know um people are probably more i don't know you know people that are different they don't uh, have to be in the forefront of everything when those people did go there one thing they pointed out was the the kind of rare or limited stuff was all snatched up by the eBayers, you know, the secondary market people, anyway. So, um, and and they actually showed pictures. I've seen pictures and video of these people. They went into the store. I mean, they literally have these great big carts that they take in the store, and they just shovel everything onto those carts. And some of them didn't even wait till they left Epcot to post them on eBay. I mean, and and they were showing I just, this. I'm just like, wow. I feel like I'm out of touch because I I walk through and I thought to myself, there's nothing in here I want. Literally nothing. I don't want any of this stuff. I don't, I don't yeah. even want it. Like that. That's the point I'm at in my life. I look in there and I'm like, Disney crap. It's like, yeah, I'm it's just not way. that. I saw nothing that was unique. Nothing that stood out. Nothing that would make me go, now that's something I want. It's like, I guess I'm just old and nobody cares. And they don't make things for me anymore, maybe. But I just, I wasn't moved by anything. And again, I like the aesthetics of things. So I posted today. Well, yeah, I I guess we could get into it later. But I posted today, uh, since it's Thursday, I was like, well, throwback Thursday. 
here's five minutes in mouse gear. And yeah, literally some, some person actually said, I don't, to be honest, it doesn't look particularly different. And I'm like, these people, (laughs) like, I guess that's who it's for. If, 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 If you can't see the difference between the two, and I guess that's where we're at. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the new generation of people I think out there. They're, they 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 don't even see the difference. It's like oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's it's the entire freaking store was made out of like mouse gears and gears with characters and things spinning and clockwork stuff going yeah. and there's always uh, movement in there. Constant yeah, movement. Dream Finders. Uh, 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 ship was up on the ceiling to see and all kinds of stuff the new one has two pictures of make mickey mouse on either side which i don't know what he has to do with epcot at all but it's not about epcot the future nothing it's like two murals mickey mickey and then we we let some people make art out of mickey shapes but is it really art it's just make they're all the same mickey shape it's like the you know what i mean it's like yeah I think some more imag- Imagineers were told how they're going to be creative. So that... I guess. Jeez. <laughs> Let me tell you how how you're going to create this. Now, Imagineer, it's like, that's not Imagineering. Yeah. Imagineering is something you we could ne- never think of that's got to be someone whose imagination is free to do and try new things and do what it wants. But I don't see that anymore. Uh, it's a shame that design in mouse gears was uh you know a part of uh really visiting that store and um i mean i, I like going to target but <laughs> i don't really want to go to target at disney you know <laughs> uh, yeah no i i mean don't get me wrong like uh i get excited to go to new york city and and you know go to some of the shopping districts and stuff there and see the stores too but you know to be honest with you i just get excited about doing that thing i don't go there to really necessarily buy a bunch of crap you know so that's it's a shame i mean there's probably not a bunch of stuff that i'll buy in there i'll go in there i'll probably look around and yeah, i'll go in too like i, I didn't I, go there with my wife yet so i at club cool i'm a little more excited about that just to you know take part in that tradition coming back i like that although the design sounds again like it's just uh the scrubbed you know uh, yeah and that's very sterile too yeah very sterile saw. environment like it's very like that's even that might even be more than this the store it's just I mean, you think back a couple of generations ago of Club Cool, and it was literally, um, what was it, like a guy frozen in a block of ice. Yeah, uh, right. I was like, yeah. just, I kind of like the out there stuff. I like the, I like, and, and again, I think a good way to say it is, I like to go to Disney and see stuff that I won't see anywhere else. Right. Except yeah. when you're at Disney. It's the only place in the world you're going to see this stuff. That's not what I'm saying now. I'm saying, yeah, I can go anywhere, and it's a nice thing. Not, don't need to go to Disney to see things that look like that. So, and yes. that is my only problem with it. Not that it's not nice, but I don't go to Disney gift shops because I really love buying stuff. I go there because uh, it's a it it used to be a work of art within itself to go there, like just admire the architecture, admire the art, and Matt try to find all the weird hidden stuff in there like in mouse gears until they announced it was closing i never looked up in there 
mm-hmm. there is so much going on. There's character yeah. things. There's entire rooms that are themed for whatever, you know, like there's probably entire stories and themes and this and that, like so much went into it. And I feel like the new one is just, well, here's two pictures of Mickey and Macy's. Yay. Hmm. It's like, well, that's, and it, it used to be the same with World of Disney. I used to like going there. And I honestly just don't anymore. You know, it's just not. Yeah, it's just I, scrubbed down. It's just it's retail just stores, space. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Just just retail space with uh, more Disney stuff. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, Target does a great job of that, and the price is a lot better. Yep. So I don't know. I think it's I'll true. take Target if I'm if I actually want to buy some. Yeah, I totally agree. But anyway, I'm sure nobody's surprised. But you take a look at the videos. I've got the new one and the old one up on my Instagram, and I don't. I, I yeah. I guess that's the difference between me and a lot of people. Everybody else is just saying, whatever Disney does is great. Look, it's new. It's great. It's like, I, I just don't think it is. In this case, I think it's another uh, sad mess. So. Mm-hmm. And like I've been saying, Disney parks are successful in spite of management, not because of them. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And I think that's a testament to Walt and it's a testament to people like Eisner and, and probably even to some degree, at some point, Bob Iger, uh, you know, because they captured things a I little bit differently. So. I mean, maybe not Iger, but I mean, Iger also, there there's some things that I guess you could point to that he did. But for the most part, I think if you want to look at the needle being moved, obviously it was Walt and obviously it was, um, uh, you know, Michael Eisner who really did a lot of that stuff um and and let the imagineers be creative and do their thing you know so i i definitely think we're in a different era um eventually that'll change hopefully at some point uh we will get go back to those types of eras where people are allowed to use their imagination and you know create I don't see that happening i think they would rather if if it all goes bad they'll blame something other than themselves and just go down with the ship as they plane. Yeah, yeah. That's what they tend to do now. Like, like when they, when, when companies ru- ruin things and on a smaller scale, I don't read comic books, but mm-hmm. I've heard, I've heard a lot of discussions on comic books and I've heard that the companies that own the comic book, or I shouldn't say the comic book companies are ruining comics and then blaming the fans for not buying them as they're yes, making worse true. and worse comics. Com- yeah. Comics, they're going well. The fans are, yeah, they're garbage. I don't know. They're they're toxic and they're not nice and they don't understand. And it's like you know that's the only reason comic books were made is because these people like them. And now you're saying they're the problem. I'm like I don't. And again, I. I, I don't know anything about comic books. I don't read them, don't know about them, but I just heard that and it, it kind of reminded me of Walt Disney World that mm-hmm. the direction they're going, eventually when it becomes less popular, they're going to blame the people probably and go, well, they're, they don't want to do and they're not, right? And it's like, that's what companies are doing right now. I I I really hope that they don't, but... No, because what's happening is that... Um... 
you know, these big companies are feeling pressured to appeal to certain fringe elements of society. And those people are ending up um, getting into creative positions where they influence all these things. And the reality is that there is absolutely a place for that. And, and I think there is. I mean, everyone should have a chance to be creative, and I don't have any problem with that. But the problem is whenever that's all you end up hiring, you don't have the diversity that you're claiming to try and get. Your your diversity is just appealing to people that used to be suppressed rather than still appealing to everyone, trying to appeal to every single person, particularly the majority of your customers that have been fueling your machine for how many years you know so yeah that's disney doesn't understand they they think diversity is check boxes and yeah that's and exactly i know right. and the only example that i'll give is like um uh, re- remember how long has it been now that disney has had like gay days and things like that like disney has always been a comfortable place for everybody i've right. ever ever since i've been going it, it's it's like a mecca for people of all walks of life and races and nationalities and people from around the world when you're at walt disney world all i ever remember doing i don't care if two guys are are holding hands two girls i don't care their nationality color they smile at me i smile at them everything's great and that's the only thing i ever remember from it i never remember going oh my goodness get these people out of here it's time for it's like nope and perhaps that did happen in other places but i i've never seen it at walt disney world so my honest opinion is they were doing inclusion pretty well at the at the movie level they needed to expand a bit which i think Mm -hmm. they have been but not as good as they should have but as far as the parks go from what i've been there and felt firsthand i never ever have i felt anything other than just people being nice to each other at least that's my experience yeah maybe i'm and, crazy and there was a ac- actual bad things going on all over and now they're put they're stomping that out but i never saw it but and and again if that is what what's going on and if that's part of the experience for you know certain races cultures and and uh people of certain you know people that identify themselves a certain way then that's then obviously it's something that needed to happen. Obviously there is something that needs to change because everyone should feel welcome there. But I don't remember anyone like walking around there of, from a different culture, like complaining about how they were. I mean, again, maybe I'm missing the boat. I, I I have friends across um, a lot of different, culture that i do know people i do know people from other countries like one person in particular that i know that's in my family that doesn't like going there but that's because he thinks we're all in some massive cult you know (laughs) as we go there well i was gonna say even when it was politically unpopular meaning you know i i'm old enough to remember bill clinton saying a marriage is between a man and a woman you know that even when it was politically unpopular Disney always gave the nod and the wink and the acceptance to of all lifestyles and things like that. That's why I said they didn't used to recognize gay days, but they sure kind of did. All of a sudden, the rainbow stuff would pop out and this and that. And they, they, they wouldn't officially do it, but they were always... Everybody knows 
you know, people liked it. Nobody had a problem with it. It's all good, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm like I'm I'm sure there could have been a couple of church ladies out the time down there that didn't like it, but no nobody was doing anything inappropriate in the parks that you couldn't do anyway. So it was always fine. It never made a bit of difference, you know. All right. Yeah. But anyway, that has al- always been the case. But now we got to pick out months and be real specific and get check boxes. And yeah. again, and, and being inclusive is awesome, and we should be doing it. I th- I think we were, but. But not like that. Not, not, not awkwardly. When it feels like a rich old white guy is trying to be inclusive to you, it's right on the, it's right on the verge of insulting. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's what that's, that's what Disney tends to do. Like in like February, they put up pictures of employees and go, oh look, it's like that's not, that's just cringy. Like that's that's weird. Don't it, don't, it, you're don't right. single people out for their race and put them up on a picture yeah. and then say, "Look what we hired." It's like, oh God, Disney, that is such an old, old creepy white guy thing to do. Exactly, yeah. I just yeah. anyway, that's just me. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, with you. Uh, why do we always try to solve the world's problems? We were just like the, <laughs> we were talking about gift shops. Yeah, <laughs> gift shops because it's because the gift shops are sterile. So we should have just stayed sterile, I guess. You know. So well, it does not give me hope for what's coming in Epcot. The rest of it, because yeah, again, I, agree. I, I, I don't. I the cool thing about Mouse Gear was you could have went there a hundred times and then someone say, "Hey, look up." You ever notice Dreamfinders space? You'd be like, "Oh crap! I've never looked up." I'm usually looking at merchandise or my phone in here, and now. If someone says, look up, no, there's two murals and a handful of Mickey things in the one corner. It's like, there's not, you're mm-hmm. not going to be, there's no story. There's no creativity. There's no, there's no stuff. And again, I don't know why Disney didn't learn it. The figment, the journey into imagination ride that everybody loved had so much to see that you'd never see it all, no matter how much you wrote it. Just like the Haunted Mansion, they changed it to a sterile ride. Where there's only a handful of things to see and, th- and that's it and it did terrible i feel like they're doing the figment treat treatment to all the stores now it's like yeah i don't I, I don't know why it would work now but their crazy fans will just like you said just buy everything i don't know what they're doing with it um everybody in a, in a couple of months check your yard sales i think these people <laughs> are out of money and i think they're all going to sell this stuff well <laughs> i even it yeah the- it'll end up in uh, target then a cheaper price and then after that it'll end up in my store because i'll buy it off of someone you know a liquidation uh the stuff that's left over i i have a whole bunch of uh mickey and Minnie um mouse figures you know that came from target disney at target you know and uh they sell really well out of my store because i sell them for almost half of what target sells them for because i got them cheap but i mean that's that's what happens to that stuff it gets left over it eventually moves to a couple of different places and then it goes to liquidation and uh, ends up in a place like my store so uh you're exactly right john i don't know what they're going to do with all that stuff i don't know what the purpose is of it uh i, I don't know it's just sterile why why would you not want to tell a story when it's not really difficult to do so 
I don't know. That's why I say it's not nice when I say it, but I I say Imagineering, everything's supposed to tell a story, but I haven't heard a story in a while. So, yeah. so uh, I, I, I mean, I guess the positive in this whole thing is that those statues look, I think, pretty, uh, yeah. pretty good. I like them. You know, I, I think it was a really, somebody really did a good job coming up with that whole thing uh, obviously it's got to be inexpensive compared to some of the plans that they previously had but but it emphasizes the fact that we are in the 50th anniversary and i i really like that i think they <laughs> they were clever you know in doing that i was gonna say i this is from somebody posted <laughs> <coughs> um the new 50th anniversary wrap it's like a I don't even know how big, like a 20-foot section, just a little part of a monorail. And then they somebody posted something. It was just hilarious. Making fun of Disney, showing what they used to do. And they showed, like, the Tron monorail, which was completely the entire color. Like, every inch of it was changed and redone. And then they, they showed a couple of the wraps that they've done in the past. And the point was to show how lame this, this one looked in comparison to them. And I'm like, oh, man, it's like that's uh, 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 again, it's cool that they have that. But if you look at like Tron, it, it didn't even look like the monorail. It looked like something right out of the Tron movie. They wrapped yeah. that thing so completely. But again, I still like it. I, uh, that, I, I think that's a fun addition too and I like all the new decorations and things um, it's already getting to the point though that as far as social media goes I think people are already getting sick of it because you know the, 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 the first ones I put up got really high attention and then it kind of fizzled out big time it's like I think people are like oh god another golden statue I know <laughs> it's good but I'm going to keep posting them though slow yeah. and steady when I see one that I like so yeah, that's cool. I like that. Well, did you uh, do anything else in the parks while you were there? No, I think that's about it. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get into our discussion now, part two of our transportation discussion, and we'll just continue where we left off last week. If you, if you talk about the buses, and it, there's, there's going to be a recency bias a little bit in this conversation because, you know, there's some problems and they're very uh, centered, I, I think, somewhat around the fact that um, they must be having trouble hiring drivers and they're bringing in third parties now. And this adds a different experience to this whole bus equation. Um, yep. You you have experience with that. I do now as well. I just I don't know. It, there's a difference between the Disney bus transportation system and the third party situation. I'm not going to say that the buses are better uh, with Disney. I don't yeah. know that they are necessarily. The buses are more time. comfortable without. I know. I, it was I a think so. Very yeah. comfortable bus the last time I rode on one, but it wasn't a Disney bus. No, and it's confusing too. You have this weird bus pulling up, <laughs> and you know it's like, what is this? And nobody's told you about it. You you don't know what. You have no expectations that this is going to happen. You know, and and next thing you know. Here's a bus like like a regular touring bus that you would get from a you know a company, and you don't know what I mean. It's just confusing. The whole thing is confusing. And then, like you said, basically your only tip that this bus is going to your resort is a paper 
uh, sign or something, something really bizarre. Yeah, the, yeah, the one that I went on, it it looked like somebody took their inkjet printer and printed <laughs> out the word Animal Kingdom in the middle, and then they used stickers to just stick it to the front of the window, and then <laughs> the guy had his his uh, Chinese food boxes from his lunch all over the dashboard. And there was nothing to tell you it was Disney besides that. And I'm like, wow, if you were like going to kidnap a busload of people for ransom or something, that'd be a good one. <laughs> that, even, even that would be a pretty poor excuse for doing it. You'd be like, well, you could have tried harder than this. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I didn't care. The guy was great. It all worked out nice. But again, it's kind of odd, though. And I think that they are having trouble keeping drivers because I know yeah. – they they make them all wear a mask, and regardless of what you think of that, as a guy that wears glasses, wearing a mask is a pain in the butt, and it fogs my glasses, and it can be, depending on, right after it rains, my glasses fog a lot. Like, with the mask, it just seems to really hit me, and I, I uh, my neighbor is an ex-bus driver, and literally, after the COVID thing, they wanted him to wear a mask, and he's, you know, an old-school kind of guy. He goes, ah, I'm, I'll just retire. I'm not going to mess with this. So can you imagine guys like him, too, being told that they have to be vaccinated now, too? He probably is just like, nah, I think I'll just stop. I, I mainly rode the bus because I liked it, you know? It was fun. So I think that the problem is only going to get worse. It's hard to find any employees. And when you start to tell them, you know, you're going to be driving all day, wear this mask. And now you also have to get this, you know, get these shots and vaccinations or whatever before Mm -hmm. the more things you do to that. uh, Think about bus drivers. A lot of the older ones are just going to be like, I don't think so. I'm just done. And that that's right. how my, na- na- my neighbor wouldn't even do the mask. He quit over that. He said, I'm old. I'm just going to retire. I, I don't yeah. want to deal with this. So imagine uh, doing even more. I can't, you know, and that's the thing without delving into the cultural and political significance of it. You know, I, I, those guys, it's not necessarily those men and women that are doing that. A lot of them are old school. And it's not the fact that you're telling them to get vaccinated. Like a lot of them probably are going to get vaccinated anyways. Oh, yeah. It's the fact that you're making them do it. Yeah. And that I think a lot of folks like that, particularly old school folks, have an issue with that. And they're not the only one. I mean, it's just the forcing the forcing of it. And so with, when said, you're an guy, older the guy school retired guy, because they wanted yeah, to wear a mask. Imagine yeah. if they went further than that. And it's like, now take this. And he might be vaccinated for all I know. I don't know. Right. I didn't ask that's, him. You know. But again, that's not the point. The point is these guys who drove a bus for 30 years or whatever, or retired to Walt Disney world. And now they drive a bus because it was a fun, like dream job to do. Right. If they're going to be harassed in any way, they're going to be like, nah, I'm just going to leave. It's fine. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're going to lose all those guys who don't want to jump through hoops, who don't want to be told, do this, do that, wear this, can't do this. They're going to be like, yeah, I was kind of doing this because I liked it, but no thanks. I'm just going to head home. And again, I only know it because my neighbor was exactly that guy and there's probably more of them. I don't know. It would be Mm -hmm. my guess. So I'm thinking right now they have a shortage of drivers. For some reason, they seem to have a shortage of buses because they're using like 
rented or leased buses or un-Disney marked buses. I don't know where all theirs are. I heard there's a whole parking lot of them somewhere, but why aren't they using them? I have no idea. So I don't know. Maybe when you rent a bus driver, you have to let them use their buses. Like you, you maybe they're contacting, you know, bus whatever transport company and they go, we need 20 buses and drivers and they come with their own stuff for insurance reasons. You can't just mix and match. But my guess, it has a lot to do with Disney drivers would be my guess. Mm-hmm. So again, I don't know, but I can tell you, I was at Coronado last week and waited about 40 minutes to get the bus and i remember i was around a bunch of people who said you know i have reservations i was going here these people who paid for a vacation and they had said this isn't the first time this happened several times this week where there's a backup at the gate something goes wrong there's no management around to address the issue they just sit there for long amounts of time and the bus driver was frustrated too he said he basically told me that this has happened several times and the management is not doing anything. They're just letting it happen again. And I'm like, I was like, yeah, don't worry about me. I'm, I'm just, I'm fine. But again, I wasn't paying for a vacation. I was just like, I thought I would get home at four and I got home at like five instead. It's not a big deal for me. But if, if I was on vacation every, every night you're there, it's like you only have one of those nights and you're going, it's over when it's over. I would be upset because I think of things as in time. And the reality is your time is the most valuable thing you have. It's the one mm-hmm. thing you can't ever get any of it back. It's like it, it is what it is. It's like I, I consider my time worth more than anything, which is why I don't just accept everything that did that Disney would do. You know, like, oh, you'll just have to wait longer. It's like mm, I don't like that at all. Yeah. Don't 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 tell me that my most valuable thing is not worth anything to you. Just too bad. It's like nah. Yeah, I I mean, and I'll even say though, as far as that third party busing, I think the buses themselves are are more comfortable than the Disney buses. So I'm not gonna say that that's an issue. It's just the confusion and the I, you know. Uh, I wonder if Disney found it more. Uh, cheaper to hire out all all of these out of work companies with with tourism down international airports and all that maybe they 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 could hire them cheaper than paying the teamsters at disney to come back and drive their buses that they really didn't call them all back maybe they only called back so many or they're not in a hurry to replace them because they cost a lot i don't know for sure but i know they're teamsters and teamsters like money and they're not there that's always been quite the popular u- union for you know not taking any crap yeah, and for transport transportation it's a big transportation yeah. union so i i think you know uh, that's the thing and what is really concerning is when i went there um you know the vacations were just starting to ramp up for the summer this last time when i went there last fall they were starting that uh, a couple of the third party buses, you know, I, I was seeing them around and there was hardly anyone, you know, at Walt Disney World last fall. Um, and, you know, that, that was going on then. So I don't know. It, it's it it almost points to exactly what you just said, John, that maybe the third party thing. Uh, maybe that's that's cheaper. That's a better option for them. Uh, 
You said you waited 40 minutes at Coronado. I've waited when I stayed at an all-star resort one time, I waited an hour and a half at the magic kingdom bus stop to go back to the resort for a midday break. I mean, imagine Uh, doing that with kids in tow. That's the other thing too. I don't think they've been doing it recently, but for a while there, they would just stop the monorail in the middle of the day. They'd be like, well, we're going to close it from 10 to three or something like that. So basically, they would, and again, it's been a while, but they did that for a while. And I remember thinking, that is just awful. If I paid for a monorail resort to be told, ah, go find a bus. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Take the, uh, 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 that that's just not acceptable. And and yeah, that's uh, an hour and a half waiting for a bus. Holy oh, moly. insane. And, uh, you know, there was... Uh... There was some very unhappy campers in that line, and we were right at the front of it, so trust me. Well, the last time I did it, too, and here's the other thing. While I was waiting, and 40 minutes is just a blind guess, there was people already there when I got there that had been waiting a while, so I don't know how long it took in total, but I remember I got there, and it, it, it was a couple of them, too. They never... I thought that they, that they outfitted these buses with GPS things. I thought yeah. that they... That they would look at who's waiting where and make adjustments in real time so nobody had to wait. But I'm sitting there and I saw like four buses come and go that all said like Blizzard Beach on them or something. Blizzard Beach was going to close in an hour and those buses were empty in both directions and they just kept driving. It's like, I'm like, why doesn't that bus change and take care of the problems that are shown right in front of them? No, they just said, ah, Blizzard Beach, I don't know. Ah, Blizzard Beach, I don't know. Ah, Blizzard Beach, I don't know. It's like, I'm like, bro, this is not, I, I could have sworn that Disney addressed all that years ago. Because I used to see that before, it would drive me nuts. It'd be like, I want to go to Animal Kingdom, and I'd see the Epcot bus pull up four times. And I'd be like, wait a minute, how could this possibly be? It's like, mm. it, there is nobody left for Epcot and they just keep presenting Epcot. And I'm like, but no animal kingdom. And it's like stuff like that would drive me nuts because I can't help but notice things. And I'd be like, this does not make any logical sense to me. Why? Why? And like I said, I thought that they made adjustments to that, but based on my recent using buses a little bit, they didn't make adjustments to that. Or at least there's, there's nobody at the desk in charge of doing it that are doing their job. I don't know. So, you know, I, a resort that we have a lot of experience with, uh, both of us, is Pop Century. And I will say that the bus uh, situation there seems to go fairly well. Um, yeah. They keep running and running and running, and they'll keep adding buses to it, even the third parties. And one thing I will say that in the morning, that lineup to get to, say, Magic Kingdom, they don't really have that marked out and done real well right now. Um but right next to it, I believe, is the Epcot line. And since, you know, Epcot is using the Skyliner, um, I don't understand why they don't just try and connect those two and extend that line into those cattle shoots. Maybe it has to do with social distancing or something. But uh, it's kind of a mess in the morning uh, for Magic Kingdom every day. Once you get past that morning rush, though, it's it's pretty good. And I can tell you, I've never waited longer than, say, 15 minutes um, 
to get a bus from Pop Century to go somewhere. Um, I, I, I mean, obviously, we're not going to go resort to resort, but I just want to say w- with the negative, there are positives there. I, I do think it runs pretty efficiently at different resorts. Others, not so much. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. I found the same thing. Pop Century, the bus service was always awesome. And that's part of my high di- disappointment when I would stay at like the uh, uh, Wilderness Lodge and it would just be awful. And I'd be like, how can it? I thought everything would be better for the higher price and the deluxe resort. And it just wasn't. So to me, I feel like the bus ser- ser- service, at least it used to get worse as you got higher up in in resorts. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, we're going to stay on this trip at Old Key West um, coming up, and we'll see how that bus situation is. Hopefully uh, hopefully uh, it's, it matches what we saw pop century but so i guess i would say uh kind of tagged with that um uh, and by the way uh caribbean beach uh bus service in uh what's the uh um oh used to be the dixie landings resort there um what what are the port orleans port orleans the bus service at port orleans I was not impressed with either one of them. I really like Caribbean Beach as a resort. Uh, Port Orleans, I, I had a little bit of a rough time there. But I'm when we were at Port Orleans waiting for the bus to take us to... Uh, we, we went to get the TTC bus is what we were getting. Um, the Magic Kingdom bus. Uh, or one, one of those two. I don't remember which. And we were going to walk to the Contemporary because we had a dining reservation for Chef Mickey's early in the morning. We were very late for that because of how bad the bus service was at uh, Port Orleans. So I ended up driving. I just said, screw it, family, let's get in. Let's go drive. We drove. We were late, but not that late. I want to tell you, I don't understand. You say it all the time. I don't understand where these buses are going. <laughs> but the the trip for me to drive from Port Orleans to the Contemporary for that that dining reservation was way shorter than what it takes for that bus to either get to the TTC or the Magic Kingdom. I, I don't understand. I, I just, I don't know what's going on. Maybe they just have a certain route with less travel. I don't know what's going on. But it didn't take me long to get there. Uh, I, since that point in time and since my experience the All-Star, this is where we transitioned into driving our own car. Yep. Because... I got to tell you, it's way more efficient. Um, when we went last fall and I was concerned with going to um, uh, Hollywood Studios because I wanted to get on Rise of the Resistance. I wanted to be there at, at Rope Drop so that I could get the reservation. We we ended up driving because that line at Pop Century to get on Skyliner was way wrapped around the lake, almost halfway around the lake. So I drove. People don't realize how close these resorts are to these parks sometimes. You know, yeah. they really don't. Uh, uh, Hollywood Studios is right next to, is practically right next to Pop Century. And, you know, it took but, me maybe like five to ten minutes from the resort to get to. When I when I, when I was waiting at Coronado, I told people in line, I was like, I live around here. And 
Animal Kingdom Lodge, I could walk there in about 10 minutes if I was allowed to just walk on the Disney roads and walk out. I literally could do it, but I have a feeling they wouldn't like that much at the turnstiles at the uh, at Animal Kingdom to see a guy just walking along the edge. You know, they probably I, you're not really allowed to do it. But I, I, I was like, I could have walked there so easily. I know it's just you go out, you make a right and it's it's right around the corner. I could get there very easily, but I can't. It, it drives me nuts. That 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 t- tells you how close things are and you just, just don't realize it, you know. It, it sort of would be great, like, if they could fix or figure a way out to put a walkway between some of these parks, like Pop Century to, um, uh, let's say, uh, Hollywood Studios. Like, if you could do a walkway of some type that would reach over there, it, it really wouldn't be that much of a distance, you know? I mean, yeah. you literally can... Um, can see uh, you know where else is uh the caribbean beach i mean the caribbean beach is pretty close to uh to there as well so yeah i think it's even like an epcot resort they can yeah back in the day so i don't i don't understand that part of it people don't people don't want to drive their cars but um that's fine i will say it it's really a big advantage to have your car when you're at a resort, especially when you run into a situation where you're going to be late for dining. And that will happen if you're taking the bus yeah. transportation. That's what I can say, too. When we would vacation here for, you know, at first I would be like, wow, it's great to not use your car because, you know, it's part of the vacation. You don't worry about cars and whatever. But after using my car, I remember thinking, like you said, what on earth are these bus drivers doing? They're like, oh, it takes at least 30 minutes to get to the Magic Kingdom. I'm like, I can be there in like eight. It's like, what exactly is going on? And I still to this day don't know. I need to ask my neighbor one of these days, like, where the heck are you guys going? Because he must know. But, But yeah, and... So basically, your own car seems to be your best bet at most of them. It's it's a little bit longer at the Magic Kingdom because then you have to do monorail or boat or walk. But I don't know. I, at the end of the night, I still would rather have my own options and not. Yeah. I would rather walk back to the parking lot than deal with any of the other stuff. So for me, my own car and my own feet are the only thing I can really rely on at Disney because that. They don't have a lot of respect for people's time. <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason. Um, you know, I, I will say I would think you have a little bit of an advantage for the most part taking the bus to Magic Kingdom because of that, that you know, what you just mentioned, you know, parking in that lot. If you're not staying lot. so close, I agree. Right, yeah, exactly. And you do have the freedom of movement then a little bit more, whereas if you're driving, then you got to, you know, there's a lot of mess to go well, through. If you're staying so close, though, and I think things are back to normal as far as packing the buses go, just yeah. remember you are going to be able, you're going to be so close so filled with people in there that you will be able to smell everybody around you. You're going to uh, be, yeah. you're going to feel their breath on you and it's going to uh. be horribly close and awkward. And if you're sitting, there's going to be people right up in your face. If you're, if you're the one standing, you're going to be awkwardly close to everybody around you. And it's just not fun that either. And if you're worried about vi- viruses, I can't think of anything Anywhere worse you'd ever want to be than on right. a Disney bus packed full of people at the end of the night. Yeah, I agree. But I, I do think um, 
overall, taking a wide picture of it, uh, you can't beat driving your own car. <laughs> Yeah, just it's just uh, as long as you don't as long as you can cover parking with an annual pass thing or or if you're at a resort, parking is also part of it. Uh, I would take advantage of that, honestly, especially if you're on a time crunch. So um, so why don't we talk about the Skyliner, John? Yep. So I, I know we we have plenty to probably talk about with that. I I will say I kind of touched on it earlier uh, the bad thing about the Skyliner is that in the morning before park and opening, if you're at uh, one of the Skyliner resorts, you're going to be waiting in the line. Um, it may be quicker at that point for you to just to drive if you have that as an option. But unfortunately, it's the only transportation if it's running at those resorts. They do not offer alternative bus, you know, like a busing situation unless the crowd is really out of hand like it's really crazy then they might add a bus um also with the weather situation let me let me just say uh relate my experience last fall quick john um we were at epcot it was the first day on our trip and um it was our first time on the skyliner we went to epcot and as the night progressed the storm rolled in and they shut down the skyliner we had to take a bus back to Pop Century. We went down to the bus station where it was and looked at this long line almost to the exit of Epcot. That's how long the line was. And we looked at it and we're like, wonder what this is all about. Man, I feel bad for those people wherever they're going. Yeah, I guess where they were going. They were going to Pop Century. And yeah. so we had to wait in this line. It took, and it wasn't because of necessarily like anything other than the fact that it was on uh, labor day weekend and you know there was a lot of people that had come back just for that day a lot of people stayed at pop century at that point and for us we were you know in in the worst line ever and they were only running one bus at first when they closed down the Skyliner for some weird reason. And probably after standing there for about half an hour, they started running multiple buses. I just don't think they were prepared to shut down the Skyliner at that point. So I will say that when that Skyliner shuts down, they don't seem to react as quick as maybe they should. They don't get the buses there like they should. And so you may be in a quandary. You may be stuck there in that situation that's why that that's why i say based on their actions they don't have a lot of respect for people's time like their really acceptable don't. amount of time is really long they're like ah they'll, be, they'll get there it's like i don't know for me i i just don't think like that. every minute i i just get more yeah i i, I don't like it if they would have a proper transportation guy and charge that like an actual engineering, a transportation engineer, that's all they would be worried about is efficiency and and time, you know, and I don't think they have that uh, going on right now. I'm not sure who's managing things, but uh, I will say that eventually on on that Epcot trip, they did start to run more buses. They ran a lot of them, in fact. Um, but by the time we got back to the hotel room. Man, it was late. It was really late. We waited in that line for well over an hour. <laughs> the, the people running everything is the accountant. Though. Yeah, that's you're right. You're right. They don't care about experience or anything else. Just money. I I do like the Skyliner as a form of transportation when oh, it's running. I, I really I enjoy it. 
I love the intimacy of the Skyliner. Some people may be freaked out about that now, but I love talking to other people in the Skyliner with me. Um, it's it's fun. You know, they always get a kick out of our kids. Everyone does, you know, and uh, it, it opens up a lot of opportunity for conversation. You know, where are you from? Uh, how's your trip gone? That type of thing. So, you know, but uh, what, what do you think, John? What do you think of Skyliner? Yeah, I I think it's Skyliner. I think the Skyliner is great, and I I but I only use it for off time transportation. Meaning, I'll use it, uh, you know, I'll use it in the middle of the day. Like if I went to met to if I went there today, I would ride it like at you know one o'clock in the afternoon. I'll take a ride over maybe to Epcot and then I'll walk back or I might go to Pop Century and Art of Animation and walk around or something like that. I've never relied on it for transportation as as like you did on vacation. Like I don't yeah. need to use it. And I shouldn't say that. One time I was, I forget why, I went, oh, I was at the uh, Riviera eating dinner. So I went over to Epcot quick just to, you know, do something. And then when we went to leave Epcot, and it wasn't at the end of the night either, we got stuck. And I was like, oh, and I was like, I don't, there's no other good way to get to the Riviera at this point, but to wait it out. Because if I went to the, for a bus, I would have to go to the front of Epcot. So it's going to be like a 15 minute walk to get there. And I'd be better off just spending that time in the thing. So uh, just going out to dinner where I had to rely on that, I got stuck waiting a long period of time i forget how long maybe like 30 minutes or so which isn't terrible but i'm used to just walking on so and that too i love the skyliner but it stops a lot i don't know it what does. it's stopping for it, it 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 has a special thing so that it doesn't have to stop for ha handicapped accessibility and yet it right. just stops constantly i'm like i don't again I don't, I don't i don't know how they work exactly but they stop it a lot it's like i you rarely ride it without a random stop yeah i'm not sure what the, why that is because you're right it does have a really efficient way to handle that whole problem which i love i absolutely love i think that's so great those people don't have to be embarrassed because they're stopping everyone you know or they're and yeah. and people don't get mad at them for that i mean because you know people get frustrated over that stuff and you know i i think it's awesome that they built that in uh, they somebody did have to take an engineering decision there and say you know for efficiency's sake we need to do this because you can't imagine i can't imagine at a ski resort somebody building that you know that had to have been something pretty 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 close to like a disney specific thing you know yeah. but you know I, um i will say that at the the hub uh near the caribbean it's a little bit of a show right there i don't you know, I'm not real crazy about the way things are marked there. Um, when you come from Pop Century, you got to get off of there. If you're going to Epcot or if you're going to Hollywood Studios, they um, they put you uh, in these weird lines that are down ramps or side lines, and specifically, they don't really uh, they don't have them really well marked in these alternative lines they use when things are really busy you just they they have somebody standing like cast members standing in the middle of everything 
randomly stopping you at at times and other times like directing you in all kinds of different directions depending on where you're going so i that can be a little bit of a a pain in the butt uh other than that like loading and offloading at that station is fine um no problems there it's just on that trip from pop century into that uh into that station it, it just it's a little I don't know. It can be confusing at times. But other than that, I, I really love the Skyliner. I, uh, one thing I did want to talk about with the Skyliner that I almost forgot about. If you if you tend towards motion sickness, yeah, you may. Yep. I, I have, when it first opened, my wife worked for Disney at the time. And, you know, we got to ride it ahead of schedule to test it out. And after riding all of it at once, man, I felt a little off, you know. Like yeah motion sickness yeah. kind of off and even the other night like you can that that you can definitely feel it and just for reference i can ride any ride i don't get sick from anything and even i could feel it so if you are prone to motion sickness i don't know that you want to stay at pop century or caribbean beach or the ones who make you use the skyliner when it's working so it could be an issue i i can tell you from experience my wife has a real problem with motion sickness and um those types of things and she had a real she had a lot of trouble uh on those skyliners she was just is on edge the whole time and just just had a lot of issues so uh unfortunately we don't have to ride it this time around um i don't know when the next time would be that we would even stay at a or at a uh, skyliner resort but uh yeah you you you've really brought up a great point there john well and uh again that's so the skyliner is great but if there's a thunderstorm, Disney's not always prepared or a problem. They're not always prepared to address it quickly. And for me, it's more of a novelty. It's fun to do, but I don't yeah. know that I want to rely on that either. Um, but like I said, overall, I think it's a good addition and I do enjoy it. But, yeah. uh, I think we'd all agree that I would still say that my own car and feet are the number one choice for Disney transportation, unfortunately. Yeah, I agree. And you can't always use them. Like the reason I I was on the bus is you may or may not be able to just say, oh, I'm just visiting Coronado Springs. A lot of times they turn you away. Not always, but the security guard can be like, nope, lots full, can't visit. Yeah. In that case, you got to take a bus. So I usually try to just take a bus because I don't like to deal with that. You know, I'd rather just take the bus and not deal with being turned away. And I, I do. I completely agree with what you said there. Uh, definitely a preferable option. But yeah, like you said, to visit another resort, um, bus bus is probably the best alternative unless you, you can take Skyliner or Monorail or whatever or walk. So I, I think that probably puts a bow on the conversation, wouldn't you say? John, do you have anything else to add? No, I think that's about it. All right, John. How did your social media go this week? Well... It went surprisingly well. Um, I, I, I had, I remember before how I told you my divine TikTok had over a million views. Yeah, that was awesome. Apparently, that gets the attention of some people because I, on Instagram, that divine, it showed up. And I don't even know how the people got it. They took the full-size video, which is not on my Instagram, only on TikTok, and it and they they used it somehow as a reel 
they changed the music. They got rid of where it says CWDW on it, but they did give me credit. But they got rid of the little TikTok tag that's built in and stuff. And again, I don't even know how they do it. But the one company that did it had like 7.2 million followers. And they gave hmm. me credit, which, you know, didn't get me much. But I am up probably about 500 followers in the past week. Wow, that's cool. Or is it that much? Yeah, about five. If you, uh, and, and so, again, it's not the biggest thing. It isn't like I gained thousands and I'm back on track. But... I started going up instead of down. And again, I just had one of them ask me again about if I can, uh, if I can, if, if I'll let them share it. And I looked at theirs and they had another like 2 million account and another like 7 million accounts. So it might keep going for a while. I'm hoping to get back on the, on the growth like that. Like I said, it's no thanks to uh, Instagram or anything, but the best thing I guess that can happen is big guys can share your stuff, like re- really big, like millions of followers. But yeah, that's awesome. So that has been doing good. Um, you know, I did a creation shop just a few minutes wandering around there that did good. One of my better ones was a Stitch. Instead of doing a picture of the Stitch 50th statue, I walked around it and just so you could see it, you know, like the depth mm-hmm. of it and stuff. And that got... That reached 34,000 people, and somehow it made it to the Explore bar, so I got 12,255 from Explore. That's the kind of stuff I used to get a lot. Like, that was pretty common, you know, amount. Like, 34,000 wasn't even that big. If you listen back, like, a few months ago, I probably was over 100,000 reach on half these posts I did, but it's still pretty good, and 2,726 likes, and it... Uh, 183 shares so and my uh, Polynesian video also did good got like 1300 likes and 176 shares 16,000 reach which is really good for an IGTV video they don't usually do as well Mm -hmm. so those are the ones that did the best I had a few in my Universal too that did well, um, the the one where I'm just walking down the road towards a scare zone, that actually did really good. That's almost 900, which is a lot for my, which is a lot for my uh, Universal account. Not too much else going on there. That's just been slow and steady. Not a lot of growth, but not a lot of loss either. Just kind of sticking at 20,000. So mm-hmm. I, I really love your. Um... The on CU.UO. I love the uh, Instagram with the umbrella, you know, uh-huh. from Diagon Alley. That, I, I loved seeing that umbrella. That was so cool there. And I, I did you put that on TikTok yet? Have you done that? Actually, I didn't. If you put that on TikTok and you tag it with some Harry Potter tags and like Potter talk or Harry Potter talk, I forget which one is really, really does well. You're you're going to get some uh, Harry Potter fans that are really going to appreciate that. So you'll have to find that one because it's an older one that I did. So man, I, I really love that. I think it looks great. Yeah, you put a little bit of uh, Harry Potter music behind that on, well, on TikTok. Yeah. I was going to say, as far as TikTok goes. I have not, it's, it's been slow. Like I, you know, most of my videos are like 300, you know, 300 some, I, I break a thousand once in a while. 
Um, I haven't had anything really hit in a while, but we'll see though. I, I, I did some, I have some fun stuff lined up in drafts that I look forward to trying. Uh, here's one that I did. I, when I was on small world the other day and I didn't post it yet, I was getting close-ups of all the clowns, you know, uh-huh. they have the scary clowns everywhere. Yeah. And I put, uh, hot, the Halloween movie theme behind it that dun, 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 dun. so mm. I don't know I thought it was fun it's scary music with those clowns from Small World yeah. so we'll that's cool but I've done a couple <laughs> other things too but yeah oh I'm still playing with it I did get lucky in the beginning with a few but like I said since then uh, you know, I'm still doing great. I have yeah, 200,000 yeah. likes. That's, Absolutely. That's, that's great. more likes than people with like a hundred times the followers that I do even have. So yeah. I'm doing all right. It's, yeah. it's fine. And I'm happy that my Instagram's growing a little bit again. It's not, you know, it's not the greatest, but I did want to mention too. And just a side note, I'm going to try to make that stitch. That's the golden statue. Oh, that would be. I'm cool. having somebody looking at three 3D modeling it now, and I want that on my wall. Like I, I kept looking at it, and I'm like, man, I want that. I want to hang it right on my wall, and I'll see if I can do it. I'm trying. Like I said, I'm not a 3D modeler, but I have a guy who's pretty good, and he's working on it now. So, and I sent him so many videos. I, I, I hope it looks the same, but. Very cool. Very cool. I can't wait to see that. But yeah, and that's about that's about it. Not much else going on with social media. Like I said, I haven't. I I, I finally broke out in the right direction a little bit. Yeah. Hopefully that sticks or creates momentum or something. But I don't know. Would I be surprised if by next week I'm slowly losing again? No. But at least I have another 500 to play with you know to not you know be before i'm lower than i was before but my goal re- really is though i really do want to get to five fifty thousand. yeah and here's the thing too i literally could start doing follow loops because i only follow like 300 some people i could follow four thousand people and they could follow me back and i'd be at fifty thousand followers that easy but i don't really want to blur my instagram though i i actually like it so i follow people that i like to see i don't just yeah. follow follow them so yeah and that's the thing like i think you're really big on organic uh follows and views and things like that and uh, yeah. i i think that's right that's been your bread and butter more or less how you conduct yourself on uh, instagram and it's really worked out for you so i wouldn't change that at all well like i said i could i could get to my 50,000 goal if I really wanted to, but I just don't want to do it like that. So we'll see. Yeah. All right, John. Well, if that's it for social media, where can they find you online? You can find me at c.wdw on Instagram, c.wdw on Facebook, c.wdw on TikTok, c.wdw on YouTube. Um, c.uo on instagram yeah and you can find me at the t-h-e-e giant rat on instagram and on tiktok and 
I will be starting to, over the next few weeks, post some more content. Uh, college is going to wrap up in a few weeks, and I'm taking another trip. So I will be down in the land of sunshine and vacations within a couple weeks. So I'll have some more content to And dark share. nightmares, too. That's right. Very dark nightmares. And I can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait to show that. Uh, really looking forward to uh, Horror Nights. So, all right, that should do it for this week. We'll see you next week.